Welcome to the Whiskers and Wings podcast, where we tell imaginative tales for kids and the kid at heart. I'm Teresa, and I'm so glad you could join us today. Every week, we'll post a story or two we hope will make your imagination take flight. And this week's story is dedicated to a special boy named Parker, who loves outer space and coming up with new inventions. It's an original story written by me, Teresa, and features a new space shuttle in the making, a pair of intergalactic best friends, and a search through the stars. So without further ado, here is our story, Parker's Interstellar Search. Parker was a boy genius. He loved science and math and problem solving. If anything electronic, mechanical, or technical went wrong, he could fix it. But his favorite thing to do was invent new things. And his favorite things to invent were things that went into outer space. Parker spent hours each week perfecting his rockets and engines and space shuttles, and people came from all over the galaxy to buy them. Once, a Galzonian merchant came all the way from the Delta Quadrant just to buy one of Parker's maximum protection shield generators. In his work, Parker had met people and aliens from all over the galaxy, but his best friend was a Besterite named Finn. Parker had met Finn while visiting planet Bestero a few years back, and Finn had helped Parker put together an array that would protect the planet from meteors and asteroids using powerful lasers. Since then, the two of them had been best friends and often helped each other with their projects. One day, Parker woke up with an idea. He would build a space shuttle that would go faster and farther than anyone had ever invented before. And he knew how he would do it. He got out his inventing digital pad and began sketching out his blueprint. The shuttle would have a supersonic engine, the strongest shield he could make to protect it, and a navigation system that would be able to anticipate asteroids, comets, and other ships and move the shuttle out of the way. He looked through his inventory of gears and switches, engines and motors, blasters and lasers. However, there were several key parts he was missing. Rather than give up though, Parker went to his communication pad and tapped Finn's name. Almost immediately, Finn's familiar face appeared on the screen. His blue-skinned face smiled at Parker and a hand with six fingers waved. His green hair was short and spiky. Hey, Parker, Finn said. What's up? I'm working on a new invention, Parker replied, and I need some help. Sure thing, Finn said. What do you need? Parker pulled up a visual of the ship's design on the comm screen so Finn could take a look at it. I'm working on a new shuttle. Finn looked the design over with a wide grin. Wow, that looks amazing, Parker. Is that a supersonic engine? Yeah, Parker answered, but I don't have all the parts. He tapped a button and the list of parts he was missing appeared on the screen as well. Here's what I need. Finn looked over the list and nodded. Okay, I think I know where we can get a few of these at least, but it's not going to be easy. Some of them are pretty far away. I'll go where I have to to get them, Parker said, already pulling on his flight jacket. I'll head out, meet you at your place. Parker climbed into his personal space shuttle outside his lab and took off. Soon, he was soaring through the stratosphere and into outer space. The stars shone bright around him, and as he flew, the blue and green ball that was Earth grew smaller and smaller. 
he sped past the moon and toward Mars. Once there, he landed his shuttle outside a round metal building. He pulled a helmet on and got out of his space shuttle. Mars's red, sandy soil felt squishy beneath his boots. Around him, rust-colored stone towers and cliffs stood tall against the blue Martian sky. A door opened in the round metal building, and Finn came out. He too wore a space helmet and his own orange jumpsuit. Finn had been working at the Mars station for a while now, and so they had met up a few times here. They high-fived and climbed into Parker's space shuttle. Once inside, they removed their helmets, and Parker got them back out into space. So, Parker said, pulling up the navigation controls on the screen, where do you think we should go first? Finn pointed out the shuttle's windshield. Let's head to Saturn. I think I know a girl on one of its moons who might have the capacitor coupler you need for your engine. Parker set the coordinates into the nav screen, and off they flew. Soon they passed the largest planet in the solar system, the swirling pink and red and white Jupiter. It made Earth and Mars look like tennis balls in comparison. Before long, they could see Saturn in the distance. Its many rings made of ice and rock floated around the huge yellow planet. With over a hundred moons, it took Finn a moment to remember which one it was that they needed to find. Soon, however, they found Titan, the largest of Saturn's moons. The moon was covered by a golden gas haze, and as Parker and Finn descended through the atmosphere, the golden gas enveloped the shuttle. Below the haze, however, they found an icy world that, though very different from Earth and Mars, was still livable if you had the right equipment. They landed outside a small village, which was all connected by tubes and tunnels, and entered the village through an air hatch. They found the village was busy with people from all over the galaxy. There were plenty of things to eat and buy and sell here, and Parker and Finn had to do a bit of searching before they found the girl they were looking for. She was from the planet Kaidosa, and had rosy pink skin, purple hair, and bright golden eyes. She recognized Finn and waved them over. Hey Finn! She said as they high-fived. Long time no see! Hi, Amelia, Finn replied. Good to see you too. This is my friend Parker. Parker and Amelia shook hands. Nice to meet you, Parker said. Same, Amelia answered. So, what brings you two all the way out to Titan? Parker pulled up his list of missing parts on a digital pad and handed it to her. We're looking for a few parts and pieces. Would you have any of these or know where we could find them? Amelia looked over the list and nodded. Yeah, I've got a capacitor coupler as well as several light year panels. Great, Parker said. I'll take them. Amelia packed up the parts, and Parker paid her in galaxy galleons. Do you know where we might find any more of these parts? He asked. She looked over the list again. You know, Quincy Slingoff over on Terra Nova might have some of these, but you'd have to fly through the Draxonian asteroid belt to get there. Finn put a hand on Parker's shoulder. Not a problem. Parker is not only the best inventor this side of the sun, but he's also one of the best pilots in the galaxy. They said goodbye to Amelia and hurried to store the parts she'd given them in the shuttle. Then they blasted off once more for the stars. Terra Nova was in the Beta Quadrant, which meant a long flight. It took almost half a day for them to reach the Draxonian asteroid belt. It seemed to go on forever before them, rocks the size of shuttles, houses, and even small planets floating around. Parker looked at Finn and gave him a nod. Okay, here we go! While Finn kept an eye on the navigation screen and warned Parker of upcoming dangers, Parker piloted the space shuttle through the mess of asteroids. The trick was to go fast enough so that you didn't get pinned in by any of the slowly moving asteroids, but you also couldn't go so fast that you'd run into them either. 
It took a while, and there were some very close calls, but between the two of them, their teamwork paid off. They reached the other side of the asteroid belt unscathed. From there, it was another half a day journey before they reached Terra Nova. This planet was new to Parker and Finn, and they were both amazed to see how similar it was to Earth. It had forests and mountains and oceans and rivers, although the colors were a little different. The plants and trees of this world were mostly blue in color, and the water of the lakes and oceans was a bright magenta. Parker navigated the shuttle through the atmosphere while Finn looked up Quincy Slingoff in the planet's resident directory. They found he lived in the mountains on the planet's southern side. Soon they landed beside a giant junkyard full of broken and leftover shuttles, spaceships, rockets, and satellites. The air of Terra Nova was similar enough to Earth that Parker and Finn didn't need their helmets here. They crossed the blue grass to knock on the front door of the shop. It rolled up, and a green-faced man greeted them. Hello! His voice boomed. I'm Quincy Slingoff! How can I help you? Hello, Parker said. We're looking for a few hard-to-find parts for a shuttle we're making, and we're hoping you might have them. He handed Quincy the list. Quincy nodded with a wide grin. Yep, I've got all these! Parker and Finn smiled at one another and followed Quincy into the junkyard. The place seemed like a disorganized mess, but Quincy had no trouble finding what they were looking for. He seemed to know where every bolt, wire, and switch was in his place. Soon, they had a cart full of parts. After paying Quincy and thanking him for his help, Parker and Finn loaded the parts into their space shuttle. Then they set course back to Earth. Their flight went well, though they nearly got smushed between two moving asteroids in the Draxonian asteroid belt on the way. Still, they made it and were soon landing beside Parker's laboratory. They brought all of the new parts inside and got to work. It wasn't easy. There were a lot of pieces to put together, and some of Parker's designs had to be changed and adjusted as they went when things didn't work quite right or fit well. But they eventually were able to step back and look with pride on the newly created space shuttle. They high-fived each other and climbed inside to take it on a test drive. As the shuttle rumbled out of the atmosphere and into the space above Earth, Parker pulled up the shuttle's supersonic controls on the screen and grinned at Finn. You ready to see what the fastest space shuttle ever built can do? Yeah! Finn shouted. Parker tapped several controls to start the supersonic engine and, filled with excitement, hit the go button. And away they flew, flying so fast through the stars and past the planets that the galaxy was a blur. Both Parker and Finn laughed and whooped with joy as they sped through the galaxy. Their invention worked, and they couldn't have been happier. The End We hope you enjoyed our story, Parker's Interstellar Search. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and a new Whiskers and Wings story will appear in your favorite podcast player every Thursday. You can also help others to discover the stories you've enjoyed here by sharing the podcast on social media, inviting friends to give it a try, or writing a review on Apple Podcasts. In our story, Parker liked to invent new things. If you could invent something, what would you want to make? 
Feel free to draw a picture of your invention and how it works, and ask an adult to help you share it with us either through our email, whiskersandwingspodcast at gmail.com, or social media, where they can find us on Instagram at whiskersandwingspodcast, on Twitter at whiskerwingpod, or on our website, whiskersandwingspodcast.com. Until next time, keep using your imagination. Whiskers and Wings podcast was created, recorded, and edited by Teresa Sales. Theme music by Ruth Richmond.